Good morning, Anchor Radio. It's your host, Deborah and Jackie, and we're back in the studio. And today we have such an interesting topic to talk about. And it's all in accordance to everything that's happening around the world. You know, we look at this pandemic and we're like, oh my God, when are we going to get out of it? And at this time in our life, we need to take this time to be grateful that whoever we are and we're still alive, that's a blessing in itself because some people weren't able to wake up this morning. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I say this segment is going to be called Gratitude Over Attitude. Yeah, it is. And I think I want to bring the element, Deb, of greed in. Mm-hmm. Because what stands out to me right now is so many people are working from home. They've had to change their entire lifestyle. And all of these office buildings, I know in the city of Toronto, they're just sitting vacant. I mean, literally. And these are buildings where they used to have a beautiful uh, restaurant downstairs mm-hmm. and people would be lining up for their two or three coffee breaks a day. They'd be having their wonderful lunches, you know, in their ter- on their terraces and everything. And a really comfortable, glamorous lifestyle. The downtown core was alive and kicking. Now these buildings are empty and we never thought we'd see it in Toronto that people are begging people to, to rent their places. I know. They're literally putting up signs telling you how fabulous everything is inside and give me a price, you know, yeah. name your price because the inflated value that they put on things, which had a lot of people, unfortunately, unable to afford rental units. And hence, that's you why know, we end up with so many homeless and, and people. And that's why you had so many homeless people because rents were through the roof. Now, another factor is there's very little immigration. Now, Canada is a country, perhaps more than other countries, that we depend so much on immigrants. Yes. Because the inflow of immigrants are what creates the jobs and what gives us, you know, the opportunities to fill our universities, to fill our rental units, you know, just to make our economy more dynamic. We Mm -hmm. have to have people coming in because we don't have an excessively large population instinctively without our immigrants. And now that they're not there, people just are just seeing emptiness everywhere. Mm-hmm. So what does it make you say when you think, obviously, people were so greedy over how much they were charging for things. Yeah. Like they were so grossly inflated because they could get these prices. Yeah. And now I'm going into malls and the malls are like a bloody morgue. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting tired of seeing. I know Amazon is great and I hear about how people love to shop on them. But the truth is. The value in the lives that we love in New York City, in Toronto, yeah. in Montreal is are built on going into glamorous stores. Yeah. I like to go into a Holt Renfrew. Yeah. I like to go into a Macy's, yeah. you know, and see the beautiful layouts on the floor and the displays and the tactile feeling of touching things. Those things are gone. Those days are gone right now. Yeah, the good old days are gone. And, you know, interestingly, this morning I was listening to the news and one person had a concern about social distancing, especially during this time. They're like, okay, well, they're telling us to social distance. What about the mall? How do we social distance in the mall? But the mall is such a big place for people to actually walk wherever you choose to walk. It's your choice. Yeah. You know, the government can't really control what we do on the outside. We are responsible for our own accountability. You know what I mean? And so when you go into spaces, when you go into places like that, and you go to your favorite store. Now you got to be like, oh my God, I hope that person doesn't have COVID. Don't come next to me. You know what I mean? And it kind of hinders the shopping experience for me. It does. Because yeah. I can't I can't think nothing else, but who am I walk, walking next to that is sick? I know the mask wearing is supposed to prevent it, but according to the expert, it won't, it won't help for you not to get COVID. Because this thing, you don't even know how you're getting this shit. Yeah, it's true. But I think... Technically, from a scientific point, 
I personally believe that when you're in certain gatherings, you are in a position of strength if you at least wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Unless it's with people that you're really close to and you know about their circumstances, that, you know, if you have friends and you know they're being tested regularly or different things, then you can feel safe around them. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say that I'm paranoid. I think that you have to live life. But it bothers me to see beautiful stores that I used to go in and admire. And, you know, even a store that you worked for a yeah. long time ago has yeah. finally hit the skids and they're going it's into gone. bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many places that you just see them boarded up. And these were thousands of square foot places. Mm -hmm. Like they made the mall look cosmetically beautiful and dynamic. And now there's just nothing. And I'm like, this is so sad. And for me personally, I don't get the same experience ordering from a shopping channel or from Amazon. It's not the same. No, to me. because I love to try my product on. I like exactly. to feel the product on me. And even so for eating, like who's going to go out on a patio at zero below in the wintertime for a, a, a brunch or dinner? Because the inside facility is just not conducive for that sort of entertainment anymore. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, we've got our new case totals here in the city. And they're going up to the point where they, yeah. they are pulling back on our privileges. Like we've gone through intermittent periods where they close gyms down, they close restaurants, you know, they limit your ability to be at weddings or any social gatherings. And they say, okay, in 28 days, we'll reevaluate. And people keep hoping that these privileges will come back and they're suspended again. Now, I've also heard on an optimistic side that, you know, all this virus crap, okay, that uh, we've got vaccines coming that are going to help us. But I mean, I don't know how realistic these people are, are being because didn't Vladimir Putin say he had a vaccine months ago and Russia has one of the highest death tolls. So I think we're still in the scary zone here, you know, and a lot of people say even if the vaccine was there, I won't take it. So is there a way that we can return to normalcy without this paranoia, learning to be free to go places again and to gather without consequences that of, is a really death. great great yeah. question jack that's a real can we go back to where we used to be and i really don't see anything going back we have to go forward because at this stage right now where we have a pandemic there is no going back it's going forward it's how we make the transition to go forward yeah what are the steps that we're willing to take as humans to make sure that we have a better and brighter future not just for us but for our children because we can't go back to, to last year when, when nobody was wearing masks. Right now, everybody is wearing a mask and will continue to wear a mask even if they have a vaccine because they don't know what the, what the vaccine is going to do. They don't know the effects of the, what the vaccine is going to be. That's why they're doing trials and all these things. Yep. But I think when man decided to create this virus, how could they not create a vaccine? Well, I don't, this is the part that really triggers me. How do you create something that you have no control over? Well, this is the thing. They've never addressed the, the fundamentals of they how haven't. this virus ever came into being. We just hear little choppy pieces yeah. that had originated here or it could have been through an animal or it could have been through a laboratory. There's we don't no even real know. There's no real explanation for it. Yeah, there really isn't. And I think even the professionals, they have some idea of how to control it, but they don't have an answer on how to completely obliterate it and make sure that we re return to a sense of normalcy. They don't have it. They don't. So it really, so then, and, and this is the problem though. He, I mean, with Joe Biden being the new vice president, he said he's putting a team together to do this COVID thing. And I'm like, what team? Well, he's how, got, how is it going to work? Yeah, it's, uh, well, I mean, that's almost another subject because I just want to say, yeah, we got a new, <laughs> we got a new president. 
that's a whole other issue as to what has happened. But I mean, I do think that Biden at least makes an earnest attempt to say, okay, the death of Americans is a real issue. And I want to hear that, you know, when even if when I get up in Canada and I hear how concerned our politicians are, at least I know they're on the ball and they're yeah. worried about something that's real. When I when I'm seeing 100,000 dead, 125,000 dead, 128,000 dead and on and on in the U.S. every single day. This is something that people should be really, you know, unnerved about. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't just be going about their day-to-day -day business and acting like this is nothing. By the end of the year, this could be over a million Americans dead. I mean, where's your value system? Where's your priorities? And now I just heard on um, Chris Kumo, I don't know if you watch him. Yeah, but sometimes. Yeah, he was talking about, you know, the CDC did not first said that everybody should be wearing masks. But now that Donald Trump lost... They're implementing that everybody should wear masks. You see, there's so much controversy. Yeah. And these people are playing puppets with our lives. Yeah, they are. You know what I mean? So they have control as, as to how we spend our money, where we should go, how long we should be there. Because there's restriction to everything now. Yeah. And the, and the rebellion that people are showing isn't, it, yeah. isn't really a good thing. But it's you, not helping. But you can understand it. You can really understand it because it comes out of this frustration and this sense of control over our lives that they're trying to exercise. But we need to be brought in line because we need to realize that safety is important. You can't make your own laws. You know, nobody is an island onto themselves. Exactly. We, we are a collective. We live in a world where interdependence is everything. What one person does affects another. And if we don't have the mutual respect for each other, then we're going to run into a crisis. So we cannot operate like we're in a vacuum because we're not. What we do is affected by this country and that country. And even with countries who have a great deal of power and more resources at their disposal, they're still paralyzed by this yeah. terrible disease. Yeah. And so we just have to wait and see. But at the same time, for those of us who are alive, we need to make sure we stay safe and keep others safe by following, you know, the preventive measures to do so. Yeah, we you know have what I mean? to. We have to. We we'll, we have one life to live, and how are we going to live it? That's the question. That is. How are we going to live it? Are we going to live it like Trump, careless, carefree, until we get something, or we're we going to live it with precaution? We have to live it with precaution. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen. Please be careful out there. This thing is real. It's not a hoax. As the president said, it is real. The former and president. The fo <laughs> He's still the president until January. Okay. You know, he will not leave. Okay. But you know what? It is what it is. It is. Absolutely. My name is Deborah. And my name is Jackie. <laughs> Let's talk about Lenny Kravitz.